Respectfully Disagree Podcast. Back with another episode. Real quick, man. Uh, shout out to everybody that has been following the podcast. You all know the routine. Road to 500. Uh, last time I checked, I was at 435 subscribers. So y'all do me a favor. Hit that like, share, subscribe. Tell a friend and tell a friend. Uh, tonight's topic. Where are the gatekeepers in music? This is something that's been on my mind for several weeks. Been kind of scared to do the conversation. Shout out to those that are just tuned in to the Facebook Live. Told y'all I'm going to start trying to do that to get some engagement or whatever. It's Sunday night. Uh, got football going. Labor Day weekend. So if you all are not doing anything, just chilling, man. Tap into the live. Uh, give me some feedback as I talk about this. But... uh. Like I said, I've been scared to do this topic because oftentimes as a male, when you speak on females, you got to be ready to go to war as it pertains to men giving their opinions and, and whatnot. And sometimes I just I don't feel like dealing with the with the headache. So I refrain from speaking on women in certain topics and things like that. But at this point. I can't help it because I'm noticing things as it relates to our culture, our music, and it just doesn't sit well with me. And shout out to my friend Zuri. She was on the episode a couple of weeks ago. Um, I think she's going to come and chime in and give a, a, a woman's perspective, but I'm going to put my thoughts out there now. I'm going to set the foundation in terms of Today's music, today's artists, and it's just strange to me how, like, you sit down and if you are familiar with music enough, you hear conversations about artists that say how hard and difficult it is to get radio play, and they keep talking about this term, gatekeepers, and it's like, Talented artists, talented individuals, for whatever reason, they can't break through and get their music out into mainstream media. When you listen to the music, it speaks for itself. Uh, one artist that comes to mind, Big Crit. I think Big Crit is a tremendous artist, fascinating music. Like He should be a superstar, in my opinion. But for whatever reason, again, gatekeepers can't get a lot of, you know, commercial success, things like that. So when I listen to Big Crit and his music and I'm like, bro, how is this possible? But then you turn on your social media, get in your car, you listening to the radio, bro, like the radio. And all you hear is <laughs> sexy red. Sukiana, if that's how you pronounce the chick's name and stuff like that. And the images and shit that they're portraying to our youth and to our community. And I'm saying to myself, where are these gatekeepers that everybody's speaking of in terms of why real artists can't get through there? 
And I'm like, bro, like this, in my opinion, again, we on our respectfully disagree podcast. You're more than welcome to to disagree with anything that I'm saying. I'm not here to try to uh, bash groups of people or talk bad about women or things like that. But it's like, in my opinion, I think this shit is targeting our community. Like, a lot of people throw that term industry plant around. And when they use the term, sometimes I'm like, dude, like, how can y'all say that when this particular artist actually has great content? Another name that sticks out, I'll say Jack Harlow. I've heard him referenced as a industry plant for years now. When I've been listening to dude music for a minute and to see his growth, I feel like everything that he's getting or has gotten, he earned it. He deserved it. The music speaks for itself. But now that he's becoming, you know, a household name or he's on, you know, award shows and doing movies and things like that, people put a label on him that he's an industry plant. But I'm saying to myself, bro, like. Have y'all not been listening to some of the content that, that these chicks is putting out? And it's like, don't get me wrong. I grew up in the 3-6 Mafia era. I'm a huge 3-6 Mafia fan. So I get it. You know what I'm saying? Nobody's saying that music can't be derogatory. You know, we, we've been growing up listening to hardcore gangster music and crazy lyrics and things like that. So it ain't just a female thing. So don't don't twist my words with that. I'm not saying just women are uh, casting a shadow on our community, bad representation. It's not just women. It's both men and women. But like I said, I grew up listening to it. So I understand how people can be like, nah. That's always been around freedom of speech, creativity, things like that. But it's like, OK. Go back in the early 90s, maybe mid 90s. I forgot when uh, Lil' Kim came out. You hit that era where you had Lil' Kim, Foxy Brown, Trina. Uh, what's old girl name? Kia, Kaya, my neck, my back. You've always had that. Or hell, even on the on the men's side, you had your your two live crew and all that. So that type of music has been around. Nobody's saying that the ladies today are the originators or created it. It's always been there. But it's like, I still feel like you had your balance. If you didn't want to listen to that type of music, you had your MC Lights, yeah, Queen Latifah's, the Brat, you know what I'm saying? And it's like each female artist had their own lane. Same with, with males. You can listen to your Jay-Z, your Nas. You can listen to your Outkast, your Common. Or you can go listen to your 3-6 Mafia. That's the lane that I was in. You know what I'm saying? 3-6 Mafia, No Limit, Cash Money. Everybody had their own lane and everybody had a different sound. So you actually had the option to pick what your preference was. I'm real big on beats and things like that. So when I'm listening in the car, 
I like the energy that three six brought to music. But if you wanted to chill and just ride and soak in lyrics and things like that, okay, there, there's your Nas, there's your Common, there's your Jay-Z's, there's your Biggies. If you wanted to turn up a little bit, okay, cool. Here goes Lil' Kim, Foxy Brown, you know what I'm saying? Like Junior Mafia, like everybody, you, you had one big melting pot in terms of artists that you could go listen to and choose from where I feel like today you do not have that. Like everybody sounds the same. Everybody's talking about the same things. And I'm saying to myself, where the hell are the gatekeepers at, bro? Like there's no way in hell that you can go to convince me that these chicks is going around selling out shows like people are paying to go listen to this nonsense. So I'm asking like, am I falling into this category where now I'm just that, that grumpy old guy. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm in, I'm in that class now. Cause it's like growing up, I had no business listening to three, six mafia, whatever. So every now and then, you know, moms would catch me listening to it. And I can hear her all the time. Like, what is that bullshit y'all listening to? That shit's trash, blah, blah, blah. So I get it. So it's like, is this just the new generation that we're in? And now we're the aunts and uncles. And <laughs> it just, I, I just don't get it. Like, how is it that somebody can walk into a booth and everything that comes out of their mouth is sex, STDs. Like, how do you glow? How do you turn STDs into a good thing? I'm the queen of raw dog. Yes, I've had this. And yes, I've had that. It's like, what is it that you're glorifying? Shout out to Shaq on the live. Yes, when I listen to this music, majority of these artists sound the same. Also, to me, the ladies today are going harder than the guys the guys sound like they are crying for some reason. I give you that. I give you that. Like I said, there, there's, I don't know. And it's like, maybe, maybe it is. We just getting older, man. Like, I, I don't know. But it's like, soon as I hear it, it's like, man, turn that shit off. Excuse my language. Like, I'm, I don't mean to cuss on these episodes or whatever, but it's like, it is what it is. Like... I saw these chicks the other day shooting a video outside of Popeyes, bro. Like, it's all over the social media. That's what I'm saying. It's like, I saw her with Drake. I saw her with Jason Tatum. And it's like, is this propaganda? Like, they're literally trying to promote and push and make her this big superstar. And at the end of the day, I don't know her full catalog. So she may have music out there that's, that has some kind of substance to it or you know what I'm saying? She's delivering some type of message. I don't know, but based on the singles and the things that's over the internet, TikTok challenges and things like that, bro, it's like, it's all like, <laughs> like, I can't even repeat what they said. Like, I don't even, I don't even feel comfortable saying it on the podcast, bro. And I'm just like, what is it about our culture to where we'll go to war to defend that? Like, that's why I want to have the conversation with another female because I have a, a lot of questions in terms of 
like I just said, I know for me personally, when I listen to music, I'm listening to it for energy. I'm listening to it to put me in a certain mood or like when I'm cutting the grass, like, you know what I'm saying? It takes my mind off the fact that it's hot as hell outside. So I'm just, you know what I'm saying? Just keep going. Just need something to keep me going. Keep me going. And I like a balance of nice beats, some substance with the lyrics and things like that. But it's like, we're in that era of all these chicks just want to do is go to the club and turn up and twerk and everything else. So I'm saying to myself, where are the gatekeepers in terms of where's your, your MC lights, your queen Latifah's, um, shout out to Rhapsody. It's like, now she's a dope female artist with no publicity whatsoever. But yet, you got your Glorillas. Like I said, you got your Sexy Red, your Sukiyanas, your Cardi B's, your Megan Thee Stallions, your Lottos, uh, Ice Spice. And if you look at every last one of them, bro, like every concert twerking, like if ain't nobody bopping to your music in the crowd, if the best thing you can do is just turn around and twerk and the crowd will go crazy. And it's like, what what messages are we sending to our youth? And that's the conversation that me and Zuri was going to have, hopefully, because uh, I saw some people going back and forth on, on her posts in terms of whether or not they agree or disagree that a lot of this music today is damaging to our culture. So that's kind of where I, I want to go at in terms of, bro, like ain't nothing wrong with it. Go have fun. Do what you want to do in terms of creativity. At the end of the day, you want to make music that's going to spin in the club. That's where you're going to get the 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 most recognition anyway, because people like to go out, have a good time. I'm not that close minded. Like not everybody listens to music riding in the car. So guess what? If I'm at an adult nightclub, we having a good time, then cool. I'm enjoying the music. But it's like, okay, now this is spilling over into social media. This is spilling over to radio play. So it's like now, bro, it's like, man, you riding in the car with your kids. You can't even listen to the radio no more. And <laughs> it's wild because it's like, man, my kids is, you know, they singing Earth, Wind and Fire and things like that. And this ain't a, a story to big up my kids or, you know, talk about my wife and, you know, how she's doing a good job with the kids or whatnot, because eventually they're going to get a hold of Sexy Red and Ice Spice and Lotto or whatever else. You know, my daughter's in middle school now, so she's getting ready to turn that corner in terms of being exposed to different things. So in due time, it's coming if they haven't heard it already. But I'm saying to myself, it's like, for some of these kids who don't have an adult figure that can guide them and and tell them, guess what, man, this music is just for entertainment purposes only. Then you're going to create this illusion or they're, they're going to be guided by this illusion that this is how women should conduct themselves in public. If I want to have a good time, this is the only way I can have a good time. And I'm just saying to myself, it's like, that video outside the Popeye's joint messed me up, bro. Because it's like, y'all outside twerking, 
Y'all got boxes of chicken on the ground. Like, what is going on, bro? Like, you got every negative stereotype about our community all in, in one video. On top of the fact that she talking about she want to suck off the president. Uh... <laughs> Uh, like, I don't even want, like I said, it just, it feels crazy even talking about it, bro. But it's like, okay, cool. If y'all want to say, Adrian, you being sexist, you just targeting women or you got something against women or whatever, then cool. Let's flip it to the men. All you hear is go shoot this person, go shoot that person, go do this, go do that. I'm like, bro, <laughs> what are we doing? What are we promoting? And that's why I'm asking, dog, like, where are the gatekeepers? Because at this point, you 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 almost have to feel like they're targeting our community, bro. Like, that's just my opinion. Like, there's no way that these are the artists that's actually selling records, selling out shows, uh getting radio play, getting full access to interviews and everywhere you go, they got a mic up to their, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's no way that these are the people that's being celebrated, bro. Like, the music don't even speak for itself. It To me, it's just pure nonsense. Like, how are these the people that's being interviewed? How are these the people that paparazzi's constantly following? And this is supposed to be the representation of our community. And, and I get it. Some people are like, famous people shouldn't be your kids' role models. You shouldn't be asking your uh, famous athletes, musicians, or any of that to be perfect, to give your kids somebody to look up to. I get it. If that's your argument, cool. What I'm saying is, <laughs> do you not feel like it, it makes it harder for the people that's actually out here trying to promote positivity in our community when these are the things that's constantly being glorified? Like, ain't no way in hell y'all gonna tell me that twerking outside of Popeyes with a box of chicken and rapping about... <laughs> Uh, what she say? I make my dude mad so he can murk me. I don't want my dude to die, so I bought him a Draco and I bought him sticks. And I'm like, what the fuck? Excuse my language. What? Any of today's rap have a storyline like it used to when we were going on? Not at all. And that's exactly what I'm talking about, bro. It's like everything just is a detriment to our community. Like, how do people not see that? Like, there ain't no way in hell y'all gonna tell me that growing up, all these artists that was on uh, Rap City The Basement and everything like that, like, they was thankful for getting the opportunity to get that exposure, to have their video out, to have Big Ticket down there, you know, doing interviews. Hell, I remember your MTV raps. And I was like, maybe I am the old person now. You know what I'm saying? Like, Uncle A. <laughs> Shout out to my niece and nephews, man, like Uncle A. But it's like too many great artists struggle 
to make a name for themselves all the way to the point to where it's like they ended up just doing regular work or doing music underground and things like that. You know, they have a, a loyal fan base and then you just thrive off of this fan base. But it's like, y'all really finna make these chicks like super, super stars? Like for real? You the opening act for Drake? And we already know Drake selling out arenas, bro. Like Drake is the biggest of the, of the, of the you know what I'm saying? Like, He's the top of the food chain right now in terms of fans going out, spending money, packed out shows. And it's like, what the hell did you do to pull the strings to where you opening up for Drake, bro? That's why I feel like, to me, these are the, are the real industry plants, bro. And it's like, nah, <laughs> it don't make sense. If it was one of them things where it's like, okay, Lil' Kim could spit, bro. Foxy Brown was nice. Trina actually made music that, you know what I'm saying, it was catchy. And at that time, I, I remember Trina's wave, bro. And it's like, the music spoke for itself. So regardless of what their persona was and how they carried themselves, that was totally different. You know what I'm saying? Like, Little Kim's lyrics spoke for herself. If she wanted to be sexy and walk around in different things, cool. Everybody was still rapping her music. But it's like, man, that shit today, and I like that. There's no way. There's no way you can tell me that this is real. Like, now we, we gotta be like, <laughs> this ain't real, man. Shout out to Chuck. Like Chuck just joined the live, man. It's like, where are the gatekeepers, bro? Like, who's allowing all this to happen? And that's why I'm saying it's like, it ain't like they own the labels. They ain't owning nothing. So somebody's paying them to go out here and put this type of nonsense in the atmosphere, bro. So it's like, why? Why are we not asking these questions? This ain't me trying to tear down these women or or make them feel bad for somebody's paying for it at the end of the day somebody's paying for it and if they got a fan base and that's what they love then so be it it's it may be relatable to some of the people out here cool but it's like you're not gonna scratch your head at all and ask these questions like this is the only content that y'all can put out here that's it nothing else so that's why i want to have the conversation with a female because for men, I feel like it's different. Like, we listen to certain music, like Shaq said a few minutes ago, for storytelling, lyrical content. A lot of people can say that about trap music. You know what I'm saying? Like, for people that are out in the trenches, they can relate to some of the stories and things that go along with that. But it's like, okay, that's what you into. What is it about today's music that makes it relatable or make it enjoyable other than everything that they talking about, you either participating in it currently or you done it in the past. So that's why I'm like, we, we got some questions that need to be answered. Like, what is it that makes y'all enjoy that? Or is it just energy? Is it just a vibe? You go out to a nightclub, it come on and <laughs> you want to act a plum fool to, uh, he just ate my, he want to switch. 
Now I'm eating his. I'm like, what? Like, what? What is going on? Like, what do y'all get out of that? And I, I feel like, again, not to keep repeating myself, I ain't going to be on her much longer, but it's like, why is this what we glorify in our community? You know what I'm saying? Like, we're constantly talking about single parent households, uh, poverty and things like that. Like, we need better resources. We need a better outlook just in life in general, in our community. But it's like, we'll go to war to defend all the things that go against what we just argued about. Like, we'll sit down and argue with any and everybody about all the things that, that we need to better our community and to thrive and this and that. But you're trying to tell me that the only way I can get a shot in music is to create content that tears my community down. It don't make sense. So that's why I'm saying the question is, where are the gatekeepers? Like, why is it that real artists can't break down those barriers and walk through that door. But for some reason, the music that makes no sense whatsoever is what's constantly on the radio. It's what's constantly being promoted on social media. Like, it don't make sense. Not at all. But real quick before I get off here, like I said, it's uh almost halftime. LSU, Florida State, 14-14. Uh, college football is back. I was supposed to do a, a episode tonight with E giving our uh, football predictions or whatever, but uh, I've been busy all day helping some family uh, move. If you ever want to know how washed you are as a person, bro, go help somebody move. That's how I, man, I got confirmation today, bro. That I got to get my life together. Like real talk. Like <laughs> I got to get in a gym. <laughs> I got to get in the gym, bro. I got to get off this couch, man. Like, it was fun to have burger week and wing week and all that, but it caught up to me today. Like, 90-degree weather, packing boxes, moving furniture. Bro, when I tell you, man, my lungs about collapsed at least 17 times today. Like, nah, that ain't cool. But anyways, uh... That's where I was going, Shaq. Fam, you got to have an episode on Coach Prime. I, I want to dedicate a whole conversation to that. That's how I was going to open up this conversation, but I just kind of dove right in and just started talking. But it's like, I did an episode when Dion first announced that he was going to go to Colorado and all the people that was bashing him, called him Uncle Tom, did all that. And I've been rooting for him, bro. Like, at the end of the day, like, we're always talking about you have to make the decisions that's best for you and your family unless it pertains to your favorite sports team or your favorite athlete. I feel like professional athletes are the only people on the planet that can't make decisions that's in the best interest for his or her family. And uh, I was just sitting back listening to different podcasts and different TV and radio personalities, and they was ripping him apart, talking about how they don't have a real team. He's going to struggle. They was uh, predicting that uh, Colorado wouldn't even win three games this year. Like, they was going hard on them. And then I saw one uh, 
radio personality that was like TS, uh, TCU was going to beat them by 70. And they couldn't wait to see Dion's face after the game and him having to answer questions after getting blown out. And I'd be damned if yesterday, nah, they didn't go out and take care of business, bro. Like, I watched that game and I was blown away by what I saw. And it was just like, you couldn't ask for a better debut <laughs> coaching gig than what Deion Sanders and his team put on yesterday, man. Shout out to them. And um, that kid threw for 500 yards with no interceptions against a team that was just a year removed from a national championship game. And even today, the conversation went from he's going to fail, he's going to fall flat on his face, he did everything the non-traditional way, he blew up a whole program and brought in his favorites and this and that, to now, oh, that's just one game. I'm not willing to celebrate after one game, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, come on, man. And that's that crabs in the burrow thing that I've always discussed on several episodes with the podcast. It's like, soon as you accomplish something, they're going to move that finish line every damn time. And it's like, uh, what's up, buddy name? Hunter. I knew he was the uh, top receiver coming in last year. But of course, you know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't really watch a lot of Jackson State games or whatever. So I, I didn't really see the kid. But quite naturally, they're like, oh, he's supposed to do that at the HBCU level. Man, that kid played both sides of the ball yesterday. It <laughs> didn't get tired. Like, that's incredible. And I get it. Some people's like, oh, they wasn't playing defense. They were just going up and down the field. But it's like, to me, in my opinion, I think that makes it even harder. Because he's playing corner and they're constantly throwing. So he's constantly having to go up and down and then boom, now you got to go do the same thing on offense. Die. Like that was an incredible debut yesterday. He was the number one player overall. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for letting me know that. Like I said, I knew he had a lot of hype going into last year. And then when he picked, you know, Jackson state or whatever, but it's like yesterday was my first time really, really watching that. And I'm just like, man, that play he made on uh on third down, it's like, nah, that's NFL, man. That's superstar, though. I'm like, wait a minute. And then the play he made on defense, like that was a crucial INT. And it's just like, okay. Hey, if they didn't believe in Dion. <laughs> Everybody's eyes is open now. Like, you better not fall asleep on them because they're going to punch you in the mouth. And I'm salute to everybody that was involved in that. Hey, he's a big problem, Brandon, like for real. And that's why I'm saying it's like the conversation I was having on previous episodes was how people was upset that Dion was trying to, you know, adopt certain you know, practices and, and traditions in terms of the band. And he was trying to carry things from Jackson State to Colorado with him. And a lot of people was upset about that on top of the fact that he, you know what I'm saying, left the HBCU to go there. But it's like, 
hey, he's going to bring in a lot of kids now just off of yesterday's performance. Like, crazy part, a lot of these young men play with him since they was like six or seven years old. That's the part that, that people don't talk about. Louisville recruited Sanders hard. Hey, that would hey, that would have been nice if he had got here too, man. Like he's gonna bring players with him no matter where he goes, and I feel like that's the most important aspect that people are not paying attention to. It's like you got a coach that's relatable to his players, and he's building a locker room to where you have no choice but to have team chemistry. Like, I haven't seen a a video once where the locker room wasn't full of energy and passion and them kids was ready to run through a brick wall for him, bro. As a parent that has a, a child that's involved in sports, whether it's men or women's, the first thing that you want to pay attention to, in my opinion, is how well does this coach get along with the kids? Is he constantly screaming and yelling and belittling these kids in public, knowing that the whole world is watching, cameras is on them, grabbing them by the jerseys? Isn't that like Dion is cool, calm, and collected over there on the sidelines? He got his shades on, and he's fired up. Every time the kids make a big play, he's just as fired up as they are, and it's like, how can you be mad at that? Like, how? So it's like, if anybody was on the fence in terms of, <laughs> do I want to go all the way out of the Colorado where it's cold and this and that? Your questions was answered yesterday. Like, they didn't play conservative. They went out there and aired that ball out from start to finish. And... When TCU took the lead, I think it was maybe what, like maybe four or five minutes left. I forgot the exact time. But in my mind, like I initially thought, I was like, okay, Deion Sanders' son is going to fold under this pressure. Like he done played a flawless game thus far, but now trying to drive his team, he's going to make a mistake. I was waiting for him to throw an INT or something to happen. And it's like, he was so poised. Even on fourth down, they called the perfect play, bro. They called the perfect play, and he delivered the ball, put it where it needed to be, and that young man took care of the rest. And it's like, you can't be mad at that. Confidence level is extremely high. That is his brand. They believe. Facts, fam. That's why I'm like, hey, I'm not saying that he's going to turn that whole program around overnight. It might have been a situation where it's the first game, everybody's emotions is on a thousand. And you know what I'm saying? Like that's just a that's the beauty in sports. It's like you never know. So they come out with a chip on their shoulder. They had a lot to prove. They knew the whole world was watching. And they accepted and stepped up to the challenge and they pulled it out. But it's like for y'all to still the next day. Oh, that's just one game. Oh, that's just this. That's just that. It's like, nah, man, shut your hating ass up. At this point, you just hating and you, and, and you know what's coming. He going to turn that program around in under five years, bro. 
in under five years. And that's going to be remarkable in its own self for him to go in, do things the way he wanted to do them. And he's going to flip that whole thing upside down. That's what they upset about. And it's like, shit, they said uh, season tickets gone. When they signed him, they didn't have the money to pay his salary. Boosters came up with 28 mil already. So it's like, come on, man. The people are behind him. The students are behind him. But you got to sit down and listen to your TV and radio personalities. Try to find any and everything that they can to try to rip that man apart or, or bring him back down to earth. There was so many people was like, oh, I can't wait to see TCU blast them. And then he's got to sit down and answer those questions. He's always putting his foot in his mouth and blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, can't wait till tomorrow. You know what? Take that lie back because Spectrum, we can't watch ESPN, can't watch none. I've been having to uh, do a free trial of YouTube TV to watch everything. So hopefully they got that fixed. Even looking at the coaching staff, he has brought in the best on both offense and defense, former NFL players. That's solid. You're right. You're absolutely right. That's what I'm saying. He's 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 changing the game. And I think that's the part that, that people don't like. And it's like, okay, all these athletes, they have all this control when they're in the league. Then they leave the league. Now they're doing podcasts. Now they're getting coaching gigs. And they're I'm like, who else would you want to coach other than somebody who actually knows and played the game? at the highest level that they could possibly play. Who would you want coaching your kid? That's a no-brainer. That's a no-brainer. Great conversation. Like I said, we'll definitely uh, dedicate a whole episode to that. Like I said, shout out to E and Coach. Uh, We're supposed to do the episode about NFL. Hopefully, we'll get that done before Thursday. But uh, I just wanted to turn it on real quick, like I said, too. Set the tone in regards to how I feel with today's music and culture as it relates to a lot of the things that's constantly put in front of our faces. And that's why I wanted to ask, like, where are the gatekeepers in terms of today's music? Because growing up, there was a lot of great artists out there, but for whatever reason, they didn't get the recognition or get the shine that that they deserved. And maybe it's the same thing. Like, I, I don't feel like 3-6 Mafia was no superstars. You know what I'm saying? Like, they had their little moment right there. But by then, you know what I'm saying, they already had a, a, a diehard fan base. But, again, you, you had your variety. You had your little Kims, your Foxy Browns, your MC Lights, your Queen Latifahs, the Brat. You had a whole mixture of that. Where now all of these female artists, bro, they just talking about the same nonsense over and over and over and over. And I'm like, bro, our people have to understand that there's more to life than going to the club, popping bottles, uh, dressing half naked. Like, come on, man. Like, what are we doing here? And it's like, cool. Uh, You marry. Why do you care? I got two daughters, 11 and nine. That's why I care. And that's why I'm always voice my opinion. I don't give a damn who don't like it. Uh, if you want me to hit the button, pull up. Pull up. 
the mic is open. Like I said, shout out to Ziri. We're supposed to have that conversation. Hopefully we do get a male and a female's perspective going back and forth on that. But until the end, uh, y'all let me know, man. Let me know in the comment section. Do you agree or disagree that today's music, whether it's men or women, if you want to say both, then cool. But let me know in the comment section if y'all feel like today's music is destroying our youth. Okay? Roll to 500. I'm at 435. Hit the like. Hit the share. Most importantly, hit the subscribe button. Tell a friend and tell a friend. And we are out. Hands toasted. No competition. Amish toasted. I feel so high.